Endings and beginnings, memories and predictions, you are now tuned in to the Disney Holic Show. <laughs> Disney Holic Show. That's Jen Diz. And that's Mike TV. We are wrapping up the year 2022 with our entertainment favorites, including movies, TV, parks, and much more. Plus, we top off the year with a fun Disney Holic style game show. almost over in just a couple days from the time that this airs. Wow. What a whirlwind, but we wanted to start off and say thank you for another magical year of the Disney Holic show. And first, we want to celebrate all of our social media followers, our listeners, and subscribers. Yeah! Thank you all. We appreciate every single one of you. We also want to give a very special Disney Holic shout out to our Patreon members. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> yes, and let's go ahead and give them all a shout out. So first we have Skywalking Through Neverland, Kayla, Courtney, Joy, Scott, Kylie, Christy, aka Christina, Andrew, and Don. Then we have Pam, Ned, Laura, Lisa, Cherie, Emma, Jessica, Nick. Thank you all. We love Woo! you so much. Woo! Another great year. Yes, thank you all for the ongoing support. Gosh, okay. So we have to <laughs> thank ourselves. I mean, we had a lot of content that we pumped out this year. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Especially when they did that rap for us. We're like, oh my gosh, right? we talked a lot. Yes, yes. We did a ton of editing, a lot of research. And just general <laughs> commitment. You know how hard it is to commit to something weekly? And we've done it. We haven't missed an I episode. I can't commit to anything else weekly, I'm pretty sure. Except for my job, because I kind of have to. <laughs> right? Sometimes, when you want to. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Or when you really have to. So that just makes it even more extra special that our followers, listeners, subscribers, and of course our Patreon members are there for us because that's what sort of fuels our, you know, excitement and creativity and commitment, I guess. Absolutely. I honestly couldn't do it without you guys. I would just feel like I'm talking to a brick wall and it doesn't feel like that at all, which is very exciting. I feel like we have a lot of really good engagement and we only can move up from there. I've started talking to myself a lot since the pandemic. I was just thinking about that the other day. I was walking myself out loud through whatever I was doing yes. at home. And I'm like, oh, this is different. Especially that, like narrating what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh, okay. So I'm not alone. If anyone else out there talks to themselves, that's okay. We're here for you. Well, you're there for yourself. So I wanted to do something fun to close out the year. So I don't know if you remember this, but on the Conan show, so it was Conan O'Brien in the 90s. Wow. I think it started in 1997. They used to do this bit on the show called In the Year 2000. Actually, the band player would do it even higher falsetto, like In the Year 2000. (laughs) And then uh, Conan and his whoever his guest is or his co-host, they would 
take turns saying kind of silly predictions of what the year 2000 is going to bring, because this was from the perspective of 1997, which we all thought what year 2000 is going to be what like flying cars and back to the future right even when it was only a few years away we still thought <laughs> We're like that's right? obviously just gonna have to happen by then yeah y2k the computer bug all that uh but it was a funny bit listening back to them i decided not to bring a clip to the show because wow it did not age well they said some pretty thing, pretty offensive things, but back then were oh, no. funny. So uh, that's interesting. To give you a little bit of a taste, they said something pretty uh, demeaning about Pamela Lee. And I, I was just like, what? wow, I don't think people would say that anymore. Like talking about someone's breasts and things like that. So anyways. Uh, first of all, people are still talking about Pamela <laughs> Lee, but like... <laughs> Props to her, because that right? was 22 years ago, okay. when, or 25 years ago when they made that recording. So That's right. That's hey. right. Uh, so anyways, we're going to do our own fun version of that, except ours is going to have a bit of a twist, because ours requires us to travel back in time to the year 2000. And we're going to talk to ourselves what? in the year 2000, and we're going to ask ourselves, hey, Mike, hey, Jen. What do you think Disney's going to be like in the year 2022? And, you know, our young selves have no idea what's to come, even though we know now. So we're going to pretend a little bit. So we're going to travel back, ask ourselves what our predictions are. We'll talk about Disneyland, Disney World, and then just Disney in general. And so let's start with the place that kicked all of it off, Disneyland. So let's say we, we ran into each other at Disneyland and we said, hey, what do you think it's going to be like in 2022 at Disneyland? What what goes through your mind? Yeah. So, okay. I, I did some, uh, like, thinking, and I'm like, all right, if I ran into Mike in 20, or, sorry, not 20-something, it's just 2000. If I ran into you in 2000, I would be like, hey, Mike, I can't believe you're here on the same day as me because we don't even have annual passes yet, ever. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Like, we haven't had our first annual pass yet. We come here still, like, maybe once, twice a year at this point. And the biggest thing that we've heard announced is that they are opening a second park here. And they're con oh, doing construction right. for it across the way. Yes, and they had, like, right? peep holes and stuff. So we had no idea what that was going to be like how good or bad it was. We didn't even know what Superstar Limo yet was. No, not even. But there I it mean, was, just waiting the around the corner. joys we had to come. <laughs> I like that. I also think it's interesting. We also wouldn't think of anything related to Star Wars or Marvel or Pixar. They weren't even acquiring Pixar at that point yet. Right? It was just kind of Disney as its own thing. So Yeah, just Disney. Yeah. No downtown Disney either on wow. property. So I think maybe my predictions Weird. would be like, oh, I, you know, I hope we get, you know, a Little Mermaid ride. There's one that kind of came, uh, but way before 2022, I would say, oh, I hope there's a Little Mermaid ride. Probably all the Renaissance things I would be hoping for. I'd be like, I hope there's an Beauty Aladdin. The Beast the ride, Beast. Aladdin ride. Yeah, I'd be gunning for those. Gosh. And I'm sad that they You really don't have many happen. at all of that. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you live in a cool international country, you don't want right? to be in the Beast. <laughs> Um, I'd also probably think a third theme park. There used to be a website, I think called third gate or something that I used to go on all the time. This was like in the, in the nineties and two thousands and trying to like hear all the rumors back then, if they're ever going to do it. Cause they had those strawberry oh, yeah, fields 
And then they purchased those, and it ended up being a parking lot instead of a third park. A Toy Story parking Um, lot. (laughs) uh, So I probably would have guessed a third theme park. Uh, What else would you have predicted? Anything else? I mean, seeing that Disneyland was making its first big step to a second park, I would probably assume in that in another 20 years, we'd have like five parks. Wow, you're right. 20 years, I would just expect it to just keep going and going, right? Because also, year 2000, it was still like pretty calm at the parks. It wasn't very... They weren't having problems with people yeah. getting reservations, that's for sure. Like Economy was, was not the same. Was okay. Yeah. There was no 9-11 yet. Security was not even something we thought about. There's no bag check? No bag check. <gasps> what? Uh, I think Crazy I'd times. also predict, I guess going along with more parks, probably more resort hotels. Even then, I didn't even know the mm-hmm. context of Disney World in the year 2000. I had never been. So I wouldn't even be comparing yeah. it to that, actually. <laughs> I don't even know. That's another part is like really getting into my brain as a 20-year-old because I also didn't care anywhere near as much as I do now about operations and logistical mindsets and what it costs to do things and business matters. I would have just been like, give it all to me now. I didn't think about... And I'd see no problem with that. Like comfort (laughs) and luxury wasn't a thing. Like we would just get coupons and stay across the street if we could find something cheap. I'm like, just build a giant Motel 6 across the street, yeah. and that's all I need. Yeah, <laughs> especially when we were doing, like, open to close almost every visit. You're oh, barely yeah, in the hotel, right. right? So we were young and <laughs> not flexible. What's the word they say? Limber. Is that limber? Um, so I don't know. Disneyland in 2022... I probably don't think I would have been thinking about the pricing, but I wouldn't have imagined it would get that high, even with inflation. No, definitely not. Could you imagine back then, like, the annual passes, the first one I got, I think, was under $300. So could you imagine thinking, like, one day I'll need to spend over $1,000 to get into Disneyland for the year? Like, back then, I couldn't even afford to buy those bricks that they have in the Esplanade, which is still one of my biggest Disney regrets. Same. And geez, like I could not even think about that. I'd be like, I need to go now and then probably not go when I'm older because I wouldn't be able to afford it. From that <laughs> yeah, one here brick. I am just throwing all my, my <laughs> invisible money at Disneyland. <laughs> wow. Um, okay, so there's Disneyland. Let's get over to the other coast, Florida. So I just mentioned earlier, I hadn't even been to Disney World. So... This is even harder for me to predict. You had been to Disney World by the year 2000 as a kid, right? Yeah, I used to go with my family every year. Um, or at least through like my, probably like 12 through 18 or something, or maybe 10 through 16, somewhere around there, mm. like for that timeline. Um we used to have one trip to Disneyland, one trip to Disney World, and one trip to Hawaii every year. That was like oh, our three vacations. Those are my right? dream Three vacations. Right, like very classic <laughs> family vacation destinations. Um, so you knew yeah, a little bit about Disney World. Yeah. How would you have answered that question as a teen or 2019? How old are you in the year 2000? 20. 20. I was 20. I I really didn't know enough about it. I, I always felt like it was this huge thing like honestly if anything i would think it would turn more into the original epcot without knowing the original epcot i feel like they would build into more of a living breathing city than anything because i always 
thought that of Disney World before I like understood it because they have their own freeway, right? Or not their own freeway, but like they do the actual freeway they goes really through. Do. Yeah, like yeah. So I always thought that was so bizarre because it's so different than Disneyland, right? But um, gosh, I couldn't think of what I would expect. To yeah, remember we were trying to. We were trying More to find bustling. some late night food. I think it was one of the McDonald's. And we, without even leaving resort berm, we are on highways and getting lost and turned around. Like it's so big. Yeah. <laughs> and then we rolled up and it was still closed. The nice McDonald's, the new one, or the new refurbished one. I think I right. was so mad. <laughs> oh gosh. Um, yeah. So without knowing what Disney World is, I'd probably go along with what you're saying because I only knew of it from TV, like Full House and stuff like that. And it just seemed so huge and overwhelming and for me out of reach. Like I thought I'll never go there. Like we have Disneyland. Yeah, that's that's kind of how yeah. it felt too. Even though like, we would go, it was always like with my parents. And then that had stopped for a long time by the time I was 20. So right. it probably would have seemed this far off land that I don't care too much about because I can't go. And it all matters about me. And I did hear <laughs> a lot about the Epcot stuff too. So I think I'd go with that as, as well as thinking, oh, probably by then they'd have a whole city thriving and you could live and work yeah i'm gonna there. have to like buy a house in disney world by the next time i go there yeah. that's what i would think <laughs> <laughs> they Especially did by 2022 there wasn't even disney cruise line i don't think i think it was still like big red boat oh. or something i think i think it seems now that oh we're talking gosh. about all this everything seems so long ago like before the acquisitions you know can i backtrack yeah for a quick second to back to disneyland resort i would have thought there'd be a water park Oh. For sure, because I loved water parks when I was that young. And they started putting them <laughs> everywhere around 2000. Like Six Flags added one, Great America added one. Right. It was like a trend. I'm surprised they haven't. You don't need such a large footprint for that. <laughs> right. Yeah, I don't know why they didn't. Parking, Toy Story parking lot could have been a water park. Could have been so and many things SoCal. just a parking lot. Huh. That's a good one. Right. Okay. And then one last uh Category for us to make predictions from the year 2000, predicting 2022, is I'm going to borrow a phrase from our, our lovely Bob Chapek, capital D. So the Disney company itself, <laughs> like the whole parent company as a whole, um, what would we have thought about it looking like in 2022? I must admit, too, I think at this time I might have been already like transitioning into being more interested in the Disney, everything Disney and not just the parks or, or something. So I'm giving that context because I probably would have been thinking a lot about like the cartoons and movies and things like that. I might have been trying to predict the one that they still haven't given me is Rumpelstiltskin. <laughs> <laughs> I think I would have been hoping for that. Um, they hadn't do had done and they had not done any live action adaptations yet. But in the year two thousand, I would have wanted them to do a Pixar version of the Little Mermaid. I remember thinking when I first saw, um, okay, I'm cheating a little bit, but when I first saw the Disney World Philharmagic in like two thousand seven, and I saw how cool she looks in computer generated i was like oh what if they redid all the movies in this pixar format (laughs) um except what they decided to do is make these weird live action movies which are hit or miss i don't think i would have guessed that at all the live action um and then i probably would have guessed that 
uh, they would have added more princesses. I probably would have gone down like the list of fairy tales that they haven't done yet. And that would be my prediction for like capital D. Uh, probably would not have expected any of the acquisitions. I wouldn't even have thought of Marvel, Lucasfilm, right. you know. How about you? Well, especially Marvel, because Marvel didn't even really start doing anything till way later. Yeah, right? that was like out of the blue. And there was already, I, I went to Universal a lot during that time, actually, because I had moved to LA in the year 2000. And I went to Universal a lot with my mom, too. She loved to come down and we would go, we got annual passes. <laughs> but I remember Marvel as Universal because they had this Marvel restaurant outside it was like a dining experience that you could do on city walk which even at the age 20 with my mom seemed so out of reach and luxurious we never went to it i thought like there's no way i'm gonna go to that that looks like so expensive that dining experience right and i wish i did they had like all the superheroes out meet and greets oh capital d yeah i guess i would i would have assumed it would have continued in creating new um IP for Disney versus repeating. I I still am always a little shocked by the direction they went and just redoing a bunch of stuff for many years there, right? Yeah. We had a lot of remakes. They even did. Not so many new original stories. Remember when Avatar came out and 3D just went nuts and people started converting their films to 3D? Every animated film, I think, from Disney, or most of them had one. And I, I sure showed up there. Little Mermaid yeah. 3D, Lion <laughs> King 3D, and I thought it looked cool. But those weren't even meant to be 3D. They were converted, uh, which is not the same. Yeah, right. They, they do right. keep going back to their bag. I did know a lot about um, like all the innovation that Disney had, though. So maybe I would have expected some new crazy... Uh, I don't know how to even explain it. Like a, some new invention in film and... Maybe even more into like 4D where it would be more immersive than just going to see a film. Um, I guess they've done that in certain ways, but it's probably not where my imagination would have had it by now. (laughs) Yeah, you're right, though. I used to always think that movies were going to be if I were if you had to ask me 22 years from then, I would have thought movies like you could walk into them or something. That's exactly I'm picturing like yeah. a VR without having to wear a headset. Yes, yes. Like somehow. Yep. They did promise That's where my imagination would uh, take it. James by they I mean James Cameron promised us. I think this was like a few years after Avatar. He had said he is not releasing the sequels until the glasses free 3D is rolled out everywhere. And it looks like he settled. <laughs> because whoops he's like well i'm never gonna make that cash so (laughs) better just go ahead right he won't even be alive anymore Uh, um it exists (laughs) the technology exists it probably costs i think like a million dollars per pixel or something so imagine a a giant imax screen it would be so expensive but until people start buying it the price won't go down so i don't know if it'll ever happen Uh, and there's only very few films and we'll actually talk about that in a bit Uh, there's only a few films that i think are um, lend itself permission to even have the to be allowed to be 3D. Do you know what I mean? Like it's supposed to be in 3D versus those conversions. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, they to get a really good 3D movie, they have to create it with that aspect. Yes, right? like you can't just like force it later. It looks corny. It, like I remember those ones thing. you're talking about where they 
convert it to 3D and it's like, okay, this stupid thing's popping out at me now. Yeah, instead of depth, there was pop-outs, like the old ones, like the red and blue glasses. Uh. They did it a lot with horror films. Yep. A lot of those like 3D afterwards ones. I'm like, okay, knife is coming out of the screen again. There was even, I think, Final Destination 3D. God, there was a lot of those. Oh my God, that freaking logs. Yeah, the logs. Screwed me up for life. In the windshield. For life. Can never drive behind a truck. Yep. Like, yep. I'm totally with you. That's all I think about. <laughs> anything like that, like if it's like long steel poles on the back of a yeah, truck. Yeah. Gonna... Anything on a flatbed. And then also, I think it got me before the 3D version. Like it just was already traumatizing. <laughs> yeah. So not worth the risk to drive behind them. that car. Like why do it? Uh, okay. So let's get to um, no more enough for predictions. We're going to come to the actual present slash the past, meaning we're going to review 2022, right? Yeah, let's do like a typical year-in review of 2022 entertainment favorite. So let's kick it off with movies and TV from 2022. What were some of your favorites? Perfect segue. So I'm going to talk about Avatar for a second. And without spoilers, because I know um, it's been frigid in a lot of the country. (laughs) Not a lot of people were able uh, to go to the movies over the weekend like people normally do during Christmas. So hopefully you'll get a chance to watch Avatar The Way of Water soon if you do want to watch it. Uh, you haven't seen it yet, right, Jen? I have not. Okay, so I'll keep this spoiler light. Uh, and we've talked about this before on our normal voice messages on how Avatar, at least as of now, the franchise is not really anything that could be spoiled without even knowing the context of the movie yet. So... Um, which is nice because some of these other movies like Star Wars and Marvel, I'm just getting so stressed out about spoilers because it just takes <laughs> right. one word for it to be ruined or something. Yep. Um, <laughs> whereas a movie like this where we're not yet, or a franchise like this where it, we're not super invested in that, at least I wasn't with Avatar, I don't think there's a single thing you could tell me that I'd be like devastated. Um, Same. Right? You could probably tell me the entire movie and I'd be like, okay. Yeah, Totally. And that is a good uh, way to think of it. So I watched Avatar The Way of Water. I gave it five out of five. It's a very good movie. It is one of those movies that comes along just every now and again, similar to the first one. And uh, a lot of what I'm seeing from other fans is like our jaws are dropped because we can't believe they did it. Meaning James Cameron and all the team behind this six years to get this movie out and they are like can we make it at least as good or better than part one like that is such a hard task to even want to try to do because avatar didn't need to be a franchise like it ended and it was fine Uh, but they decided to continue the story over another four movies and wow they did it at the end i'm just like wow they did it the closest thing i could compare it to for other disney holics is the way i felt and still feel at Rise of the Resistance when I get to the exit and the car pulls up to the side. Aww. You're like, wow. It gets better every time. Yeah. How? Like I want to applause. I want to hug everybody who created yeah. it. And I'm just like, wow. Um, so that's what it feels like watching it. And then also similar to Rise of the Resistance, I always think of that ride as the Imagineers like Chef's Kiss. They've taken pretty much every ride technique that they've built and put it all into one ride and you get all these different vehicles and motions and it's everything combined that they've all of their top skill sets and that's what avatar is and that's what avatar the way of water is and it made me appreciate and stay for the credits too 
because I'm just like, these people, wow, like, what did they do? Now, okay, you're probably wondering, okay, the story or the technology, all that stuff. It's all there. The story is okay. It's not bad at all. It's a little bit predictable. Uh, but this is what James Cameron does. He takes some of the most um, beloved or popular story arcs, uh, which has been done since, like, the Greek days, right? There's, like, the hero's journey and all these, like, templates that you could do. And he gets every template, as cookie cutter as it is, from, like, every best picture Oscar. And he takes the best of that, even though it's predictable, but he just does it so well in his world of Avatar that you're like, that's fine. Like, yeah, I know that's going to happen, but it's fine. They did it good. It was so cool. Uh, so that's what it's like. It's just like, the, I don't know, like a steak dinner. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I was very, I was very pleased and also very surprised that what they accomplished was a, it's just like a, a spectacle is what it is. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Okay, that's a pretty good review. Yeah. <laughs> so go check it out, again, uh, for, for for everything, for the story, for the for the technical achievements, um, the, the the digital stuff, because they shoot on location and they shoot on sets. So a lot of the stuff is actually there. And then they add the motion capture on top of it. And we had a whole episode recently where we talked about the underwater stuff. Uh, but... It's I re I had the same feeling I had in 2009 when Avatar came out where I'm looking at the screen and I'm just like what like this these are real Navi like they found Navi and they're having them act out these scenes like it looks real down to their skin everything it's just incredible Can we talk about that for just a quick second Do you remember any other moments in TV like that or not TV but like TV or film or whatever where you're just that like feeling? blown away by this new thing. Avatar is probably the one that always comes to mind. Um, I, could, I just thought of something else and I else? just forgot it. Oh, no. But for me, do you remember the Michael Jackson black and white video? Oh, the morphing. The morphing. Yes. That was really that cool. That was such a huge deal. Yeah. The Matrix. Like oh, yeah. The bullet. The choreography thing. thing. Where he's doing the back, like, the what? wire with the wires and the 360 camera. That was all brand yep. new. Like, they invented that. Oh, that was like took mind it, blowing. Took it from um, a lot of like the kung fu films. Yeah, that Matrix is one. Yeah, Matrix, I walked out of there. <laughs> both the special effects and the whole story, the movie. And I just, the story. Like, this, yeah, the story what? actually is like very. <laughs> like, thick are on we in the one, Matrix? Right? What's going on? And it's still right? something we <laughs> yeah. refer to in pop culture when things are weird. Right. The Matri Glitch right? in the Matrix. Oh, I love that good. they referred to um, Deja Vu, and now they've officially changed the real phenomena of Deja Vu right? to the Matrix With in a our nice new technology. scientific explanation. Technological yep. explanation. Uh, that makes me think. There is one other one. It was uh, There's two more that I think of. Jurassic Park. Uh, yes. I, yep. Right? I was probably like 12 or something. I watched it so many times in theaters, and I was just in awe. Like, those were dinosaurs. Those right. were dinosaurs. They filmed dinosaurs. Um, and then Terminator 2, the T2. The, the metal guy? The metal guy, liquid metal. And that became a thing later, like in yeah. music videos. But And guess who that was? James Cameron, always pushing the envelope with this technology. That guy. Um, which is another thing that I noticed in Avatar. Not just all the what works in every movie uh, that he re-engineered, but all of his greatest hits are kind of in it. There's like a little bit of Titanic. There's a little bit of Terminator in there. It's just such a cool movie. 
such a good movie. Um, and now it makes me want to watch completely unrelated, not Disney, Top Gun Maverick, because people were saying that kind of stuff about it, and I wasn't believing it. Yeah, I still need to watch that, too. And now people are saying it might be an Oscar-nominated. I'm like, what? What? And I feel mad that I missed it in theaters, because I think you're supposed to watch it with the jets and the loudspeakers and yeah, that's that's the only reason I want to at all go to see Avatar because <laughs> yes. I need to see the movie theaters. That's a great point. One thousand percent, you have to. I mean, now I understand what James Cameron was saying when he put us through the rigmarole at D twenty three Expo. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't think that was a good showcase of Avatar. These random scenes. Yeah, I don't think so either. Um, but I could see how. Yeah, you want to be a stickler about the theater that you watch it in. Right. Um, all right. Next up on the list here I had for us, uh, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, one of my 2022 entertainment favorites. Uh, we have multiple episodes where we've talked about this. Um, but yeah, just a shout out to that. Great movie. They did a great job with what they had and the circumstances they were in. And also great music. I still listen to the soundtrack. And then there's also a Spotify like playlist that's also the soundtrack and uh, music inspired by the movie. So if you're a fan of the music, check that out. Definitely am. Um, next on the list, I think, was both of our what, uh, list of both of our favorite was the Werewolf by Night Ooh. show that was on Disney Plus. Yeah, it was. What is it called? Like a Marvel special presentation. Special presentation. So it was like a short film almost. Um, oh, so good that way it was filmed to kind of like nod to the old monster films, which I know you and I are both fans of like yeah. horror and all that kind of stuff and old Hollywood. It's and, like the black and white, um, like Bella Lugosi and Vincent Price and all those like right, yep. campy, spooky. Done so well. And the cinematography. And it was directed by unexpectedly Michael Giacchino, right? And we were like, oh, what? Right. Yep. yep. Gael Garcia Space Bernal. Mountain, baby. Space Mountain music. <laughs> and then he went on to direct Werewolf by Night. Who would have thunk? <laughs> um, speaking of special presentations, I finally watched Guardians of the Galaxy um, holiday special. Yeah, it's called Holiday Special. Uh, on Christmas Eve, on during this day, because I was like, I finally cute. waited. And it was cute. And I loved it. It was so cute. It was what I needed on Christmas Day yeah. to sort of like get in the spirit and literally follow along with them to like remember what the fun parts of Christmas is. R is R. So I thought it was cute. So you watched it a couple weeks ago, right? Yeah, I felt exactly the same. Like, yeah. It almost is the same as Werewolf by Night, where I really liked it. It was a one-off, and it just was like... I think maybe Werewolf by Night stuck out a little bit more because it's more unique. But the the um, Guardians one just felt good. It was just like cute. Yeah. There was no like deep seed we need to like sit and watch a bunch of YouTube videos afterwards. It's just like a cool, funny... like. Oh, and we got what uh, they would do for the holidays, like Mantis and Drax as like the main characters for once. Which yeah, is nice. right. Got the side yep. characters, some action. Kevin Bacon. Oh my god, the way what? she's getting so mad during it was hilarious. Oh my like god, cracking up. She's like, just so funny. <laughs> I was like, oh my god. Like I didn't even really know her personality until this. Yeah, exactly. Thing, so. That was pretty cute. I like that. So even though you don't need to watch it to continue with the MCU timeline, it's a nice watch or recommendation if you want. Um, just more layers to these characters before volume three comes out. Uh, and you also see right. Groot kind of more, a little bit more grown up, but not an adult yet. He's still, I think right. he's like in his equivalent of his twenties or something. Um, and then there was another <laughs> Disney plus 
uh, entertainment favorite of mine, which was Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Chippendale's Rescue Rangers. I, I added it to our list because I thought it was very unexpected. I thought it was going to be dumb and juvenile, but it ended up being funny and juvenile, which is great. That's a good okay. <laughs> combo because it was made by... Um, Oh my god, I'm forgetting their name. So it's made by like cool people. So it has like a little bit of that like stoner comedy vibe mixed with like Roger Rabbit because of the them acknowledging our beloved Disney cartoon characters as working actors. <laughs> so I thought it, I just thought it was really funny. Chippendales. I still have yet to watch it, so that needs to go on my list. There you go. Oops. Um, but one show I did see that's on my favorites list is Doctor Strange multiverse of madness which i still am kind of reeling over like it was just movie so movie like yes big movie it was very much like a uh it was unexpected and there was a lot of things that happened that were just a lot crazier than we would have ever expected to come out of one of these movies so you know the the mix of marvel and sam raimi put together is just like it was it was a lot, and it still sticks out as one of my favorite moments of 2022. Very good. And it got people, like, talking, too, about getting more interested in where the MCU is going also. They're like, okay. Right, right. Multiverse yeah, incursions. Wow. <laughs> like, okay, okay, we can work with that. Um, and then I also have two shows that were uh, Disney Plus series that came out, and Obi-Wan Kenobi, which to me is one of the best lightsaber duels in all of Star Wars. I thought it was just amazing. And I know I'm so sorry, especially Skywalking. If you listen to this, please forgive me. However, I really do think it was amazing, um, the duel between Obi-Wan and Darth Vader. Oh, because some and of the hardcore fans preferred a different score or something? I don't even know their stance on that. I just know that they're yeah. super hardcore Star Wars people and will probably run me over. I don't know so either. don't run me it, over. Yeah. I love you guys. <laughs> and also shame on me. I should have put Obi-Wan. I agree with you. This is going to be going on my list as well. Obi-Wan Kenobi nice. was like classic Star Wars and it was the people we've been wanting to see like Leia. Yes. Come on. It we want the original. It felt so good to have that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's why I haven't watched Andor yet. <laughs> right. Like, there's nobody, I got my yeah. like original Star Wars fix that I've been wanting. So Although there's a lot um, of Mon Mothma fans who's been and I think she's from the original trilogy. <laughs> I'm I don't oh, know her that well. I guess I will right. get to know her in Andor. But whoever they casted looks exactly like her. I just can't tell the difference. Oh, that's really, cool. So. That's cool. Um, and then I also added Miss Marvel because I just thought that series was fantastic like it was fun it was uh it was kind of gave me like a spider-man into the spider-verse yeah vibes to it but it was like live action versus animated so kind of had this like animation on top of live action vibe and then it was like really funny and kitschy and then it got really serious and dramatic so like it kind of went way back and forth throughout the entire series which i love when any series does that so Bravo to them for Miss Marvel. And of course, ah. getting in some really big diversity and inclusion matters into that show as well. So very, very cool. Kamala together. Khan, we love her. I learned something. Oh, and her of, story alone is like worth right. the whole thing, right? And like mutant, her true life story. They said the word mutant at the end and everybody went nuts. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Miss Marvel, I learned that the woman who directed the first few episodes where it has that animation style, um, 
Well, there was she directed those, and then somebody else, some guy directed the more serious ones, which is interesting because if that's what they were okay. going for, the tone worked because it shifted once she like was doing the mystical wars and yeah. <laughs> I thought it was such a good balance yeah. of it, like it was just done really well. Because sometimes I'll get bored with series that they're constantly silly. Or constantly dramatic, but like when it goes back and forth in bigger waves, so you can follow yeah. the arc really well. I just I really like that. So. That's a good point. I uh, I wished yeah. it was more of the cartoon, but now that I'm thinking about it, it could have become gimmicky. It might have been annoying after a while. Yeah, kept, there's yeah. like a a balance, right? Yeah. Like I, I could have used more as well, but you're right. It, it's always like sometimes less is more. So could be in this situation too. Oh, and then we get to see her in The Marvels. I think that comes out next yeah. year. Right? Yeah. And then the last one I have on my list for um, shows and mo- movies and TV is the Light and Magic documentary. So if you guys ever want to see the inner workings on something you truly love, and if you are a Star Wars fan, you have to watch Light and Magic. It was so good. I think it's six episodes long, and it's just all this footage, like whoever back in the day, because, okay, you have to take yourself back, right? Because the first episode of Star Wars was in the 70s and not a lot of people had either access and or their own camcorders just right. laying around, yeah. like, tons of footage and tape, right? But these people did. So they just happened to grab their camera at all times and just recorded silly things, funny things, like average working day stuff even, like just people sitting at their desk drawing or whatever, like things that didn't even seem important at the time, somebody still captured it. And there's so much to look back on now that we are such mega fans. And it's like fascinating to see, like I really feel like they give you that glimpse into what it felt like to work on something that came out to be what it is today. So I just, it's done so well. So much cool footage. I learned a ton from it already. So highly suggested that's on disney plus and it, with that said i just want to bring up one nothing to do with 2022 but have you ever seen the reluctant dragon is it like pink or purple and has like little horn thingies like uh wiry oh wait wait is it a short <laughs> a disney I... short no i don't think it's so it's a movie no i don't think i've seen it. i'm thinking movie. of ness or nessie or something i think i don't yeah. know who you're what is it of. it's an old movie I actually can't even remember what he looks like right now. Is he blue? Someone's <laughs> screaming at home right now. They remember I'm thinking exactly of what he looks all like. the dragons. But the, the thing about this is that he is a very small part of the movie. And what it does is it's made in the 50s or early 1941. 60s. 1941. Okay, he's blue. Oh, my God. 1941. Yeah, he's like tealish blue. Okay, okay. He or she or they. I don't, do you know? I have no idea. <laughs> but so the story is is that they're trying to get this cartoon made which is called the reluctant dragon that's the character and then it all of a sudden turns into this how they make this cartoon in the walt disney studios in the 40s evidently i thought it was later but yes so you get to see like all this like video footage of like a lot of the nine old men are in it like there's this big section with ward kimball he's such a goofball and like they go through the entire studios and showing you like real life footage of all this stuff so it turns into that same type of documentary vibe is the light and magic uh, docuseries I was telling you about but this is this old Weird. movie and you just wouldn't know like it's called the reluctant dragon the cover looks like a cartoon 
You would have no idea going into it. Yeah, I would think friends, it's just like, about the character. Tricked me into watching it. Wow. And then I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> so it says here that, that it is also on Disney Plus. It was released in 1941 during the animator's strike. Wow. Wow. Fascinating. That's crazy. That's a good one. Um, back to real quick. Light and Magic. I need to watch the rest. I think I watched them all. Is that the one where they like showed Beauty and the Beast in Japan? The ride? Or I'm thinking no. of oh, I'm thinking of the Imagineering story. Never mind. Yeah, probably. Uh, all right. I need this to I need to watch that one. Light and Magic. Add it to my list. Actually, Light and Magic. They go into. I'm sorry. It's more because it's ILM, Lucas right? Film, it's their like, yeah ILM. Their special so it does effects go company. into other things as well. I don't think they had anything to do with Beauty and the Beast. I could be. No, it's totally Imagineering story. I was thinking, remember, we were avoiding some of it because there were some things they were going to show that were coming Oh, there was a whole episode on Rise of the Resistance before it came out. Yep, yep. And we had to skip that until we went on. (laughs) Yep. There it is. That's what I'm thinking of. Um, Okay, so I'm going to watch Light and Magic. Yeah, What about um, Disney Parks, attractions, any events in 2022 that stood out? Yeah, um... I think the biggest moment of 2022 for probably both of us. Yeah. I don't know if I could speak for us both, but our visit to 21 Royal at Disneyland. Wow. That was, it felt so special, felt so exclusive. And then just our group of friends that were there and the birthday celebrant, like everything was just, it was just magical and it was Disney and perfect. And I felt like, like Walt was there with us in spirit and Lillian. (laughs) Right. Yeah, no, it's it's an interesting blend because it's like really heavy on fine dining, but then you also have the history of the place it's in. And it's just these two big combination of things and you get full force of all of it. So it's yeah. just you get to wander around like you own the place, right? Yeah. You get to take photos and hang out and lay on the bed if you want. <laughs> like It's just like... <laughs> Things. Press There's all the buttons. Of no lying in turn the all bed. the switches. Don't get under the blankets. Yeah, right. We took pictures in the bathtub. Like uh-huh. that was our little home for the afternoon evening, um, and it was a private party event. So that was. It just felt so cool to be able to explore it on our own watch. That's right? a great Instead way a to. Tour, that's a great way to kind describe of feels it. Different. Because I kept trying to go back and forth on like. You know, did I like the food better or the experience? And I'm like, I don't think you could separate it because you said they, it's yeah, all coming right? at you full force. Like even just <laughs> yeah. the the butler person summoning us from the porch balcony to go back to the dining room. Like that doesn't normally happen. Like that felt so cool. And then that gets you back into the food and then back out of the food and then wine pairings. And then you even got to have the zero proof, non-alcoholic wine pairings, cider, which was cool. I had the most amazing, AKA non-alcoholic grape or non-alcoholic wine. Is that just what it's I think called? So yeah, they're trying, they're starting it's to just call grape it juice, right? And it was yeah. so good. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> oh, and then we had hidden Mickey's that the server was having us find around the room. Oh yeah. Cool. There's so much magic that goes on in that place. It was just Really cool. One of those experiences I never thought I would be able to see and just so fun. Plus, it was like fun getting dressed up and doing stuff in Disneyland. Yeah, like, yeah. I just like that we're all like kind of having this like celebratory night. The birthday girl was like center of attention and like we're yeah. all in our 
jazzy like outfits and just it was just cool you don't really get to do that too often so. and even the lead up to it like we had to meet in the grand californian lobby for the vip plaid person to then like sneak us through the back over the railroad <laughs> in new orleans yeah it was a whole to do oh yeah we got to like cross a railroad track so uh -huh. it was so like yeah special special stuff very cool. Um, and then speaking of the Grand Californian, the next thing I added to my favorites was our stay at the Grand California Hotel. Can you believe that this that was this year? No, it wasn't. I feel like that was a while ago yeah. now. <laughs> it was the beginning of the year. I think it was either end of January, early February. Wow. That we stayed there. And that was like the first time I've ever felt like I lived at Disneyland. Yes, you're right. We kept talking like, <laughs> oh, this, you can do a bubble here, like Disney World, if you just do it. If you... Yeah. If you make it happen, you can feel like you're in a bubble. Yeah, it really, it made me feel like I was a resident. Like I could just yep. go downstairs if whenever I feel like it or come back and watch TV. Like it doesn't yeah. matter what I do because I live here. And outside your front door <laughs> is like downtown Disney. Like you walk right into that street. Right. That's your neighborhood. Wow. How cute. Uh, love it. Oh, and the, um, the veranda? lounge is that yes. what it's called that was amazing <laughs> that was oh my god right oh like, good so good i had to hold myself back many times <laughs> from all the all the free food i just want to like stash it in my cheeks like a chipmunk so and, good those skewers i kept like looking back and waiting for them to refill it i'm like come on give me those skewers yeah that was fun so good um and then we also at disneyland later in the year I added to my favorites. It was my first time doing Oogie Boogie Bash at the Disneyland Resort. And it just, I mean, I, I would say it lived up to my expectations, but they were very high because you all like said it was so cool. And it was so cool. It was exactly that, you know, and we ended up having just a, a perfect night in terms of the way it flowed. I didn't feel like we missed anything drastic. Um, right. We ended up at the last second getting like a great seat for the parade we got to see uh, What's-His-Face playing the guitar. And then I finally got to experience the Villains Grove, which is just like being on acid without being on acid. Like, it's so cool. Free drugs, uh, baby. Free drugs. I love it. It was such a good <laughs> event. Like, that is a hard ticket event that shows when it's right. that expensive, it was worth it. Right? Right. Yeah. I totally agree with you. High like, quality. As much as I enjoy the other Halloween events... Oogie Boogie Bash for me is next level. Like that should be the caliber of all their yeah. types of after hour events. Like it almost and feels like a third theme park that's only open for a few right. hours. It's and just that's so it. you run it so differently than you yeah. normally. Right? Ooh, how fun. Okay. Very cool. Um, and then I think on several of our trips to Disneyland this year, one of the things that was on my list of favorites is just riding the Disneyland Railroad. I feel like I rode it a lot this year. <laughs> um, just to relax, you know, and at Disney World, we've been there a couple times. Their railroad has been closed for four years now, so we don't get to indulge in railroad riding at Magic Kingdom. So it was just, ah, uh, it's just really nice. I love riding the railroad. It is really nice. Yeah. The spiel, That's something it's classic. I've... Right. Uh, I have adapted the railroad for a few years now, at least, and I it is like one of the most or maybe more than a few years. I keep forgetting that we lost like a whole chunk of time in between. But anyway, I just love the railroad and it's such a really, like you're saying, classic thing to do. But I put on for my favorites that the Walt Disney, the Walt Disney World Railroad has reopened 
in Disney World in time for the holidays. I just thought that was so cool. Yeah. I'm like, thank you. Like on the 24th, I think. For getting that open for all the families right there for the holidays. Yeah. What a gift so from Santa. Cool. And they all get to hear. It makes it feel more complete. The, near, right? the new, I think, Tron spiel. I think they get to hear it because it goes through the yes, they do. tunnel. Oh, that's cool. Um, Tron tunnel. Like the people mover, old school. Yep. I am. There are, I think, maybe two parks that don't have a railroad, though. Did you know that? Oh, Disney parks. Interesting. Yeah, like classic Disneyland. Disneyland. Yeah. Or Magic Kingdom parks. Is that what they call it now? Yeah, whatever you call those ones. Like, <laughs> the a whole for all the um, international parks. The Magic Kingdom. Okay, so I'm thinking Disneyland, because we don't have People Mover, I suppose that's the closest thing. And maybe that's why I like it so much, too. Just to sit and do yeah. nothing but get a ride out of it. Um, right. Enjoyable. And at Magic Kingdom, I do it for the same reason I ride People Mover, for that same reason. Yeah, same. What totally. A good ride. Uh, I'm so excited. So when we go to Disney World in January, we get to ride the Magic Kingdom Railroad Loop. Thank you very much. Finally. Um, do. And then you get to experience the next thing that's on my list of favorites, which is Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind, the new attraction at Epcot that was added in May and is just orgasmic and perfect and I've talked oh, way too much goodness. about this already in previous episodes. And we've heard from other people. They say it's like one of the best new things. And yeah, it's just, it's a great ride, you know. Yeah, I'm hoping this is going to be an Oogie Boogie Bash moment for me where I feel like it lived up to its hype because you have hyped this one up, yeah. let me tell you. I would say the, so. the disclaimer I want to keep giving is it's like one of, it's like the coolest like roller coaster hybrid attraction I wouldn't say it's the coolest ride in the world. Like, that is Rise of the Resistance for all those reasons we talked about earlier. Like, it's nothing yeah. like that. But, like, for what they were to do for, like, a Space Mountain-type ride, it was. it's just like, oh, my God, that's so much fun. And then the music. We love Gardens mixtape music. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You can never be unhappy when you have anything off the <laughs> Gardens yeah. mixtape. Yeah, totally. Well, I am very excited to get on that. And we're bringing a very newbie first time noob to disney world with us yes i can't wait so she will be going on everything for the first time so that's exciting that we get i get to experience a first with her while she's getting all of her first in that is very exciting <laughs> very cool um and then the last thing i have or not last thing this is what we both have on our uh favorites list for parks and attractions is the d23 expo and i think for me, it's as a whole, and for we also have like specifically Nina West because yeah, that was like <laughs> I keep and dedicating my entire experience to her. Seeing Nina in in you know full glory, seeing our friends, other Disney fans, like that's really I think what the mark that was left on me. Not even the announcements and stuff because there were some hit or misses and you know complaints there, but it was just like being with the Disney community was so fun. It was so fun. And we had our very first meetup at D23 so cool. for the Disney Holics outside of the convention, just our own thing. And it went swimmingly well. We got to see a bunch of people in person for the first time and a lot of friends that we may have met in the past get to see them again. And it was so cool just getting everyone together. And I, I think that's another, you, you brought up a great point. Like D23 Expo can also be looked at as an excuse to just make sure everybody's in one place at one time. Like yeah. It's hard to see people at Disneyland because everybody travels on a different schedule, right? But the expo brings out a big horde of the same 
friends, yeah. right? So like generally speaking, a good majority of people are there that we can see, which is always nice. That's fun. I also um, think it's fun at D23 Expo as a fan of these content creators, which I was not in 2019. Like during pandemic and then us starting the podcast, like now I watch all this YouTube stuff right. on the daily <laughs> yeah. and seeing all those content creators, like I was fanning out. There was one guy that we saw, remember, and I was like, you're like telling me to talk to him. And I was like, oh my God, no, I'm so nervous. I'm embarrassed. What do I do? Oh my God. Was yeah. that when we just got in the bag check? Yeah. And Disneyland? I wish I did because he's a Disney worlder. So it's rare to see him at Disneyland, but I was so nervous. Uh, I saw like one of the guys from Inside the Magic in our hotel freaking out. I was freaking out. Uh, but yeah, that's, I got that's in so a, cool. This is 2019 also, but I got in an elevator with Bob Gurr just by chance. And I was like, this never happens that's except so for cool. a D23 weekend. Yeah, like, the odds. So cool. <laughs> uh, okay, so on to our favorite things of 2022 that are kind of like miscellany. Uh, or othered so they're not parks or movies um, I want to start with Disney Dreamlight Valley so that's the video game that you've heard me blab on about a couple episodes um, and I still play it right now it's in early access mode and it's supposed to open up to everybody for free without requiring a purchase uh, as early 2023 everybody's guessing January which is just around the corner um, and I think once everybody gets on I'll probably hop back on so that I could uh, watch YouTubes again and see people's different decorations and how they uh, create their valleys and talk to their characters. But what I'm really waiting for is when they turn on uh, multiplayer so we could visit each yes. other's valley, right? So that's what I'm really waiting for. But definitely a favorite of mine. It's I've taken it spent I spent hours playing that game and it just feels good and it's peaceful and they did a good job. The studio is great. They have a Discord channel so you could talk to the developers. Oh. I that was a random cantina band that just decided to walk by <laughs> slash my finger touched the soundboard uh, but yeah there's no Star Wars in Dreamlight Valley it's all Disney uh, but I can't wait for more people to play it once it's free the other thing that yes. I did let's see I think I did th two two Disney cruises this year um, only two just two <laughs> only two you were supposed to go on three if I hadn't gotten sick that is true this is true uh, there's also now, like, I think the Disney Magic is leaving from New York for a couple of months. I was very tempted. But I had just went on that when it was in Miami with my mom for the Marvel. So I was like, I don't want to do the same ship. Uh, but, yeah, I, I just want to be able to get, like, one more in. Because now I feel like I'm toe-to-toe -to -toe with these people who go a lot. And I'm like, oh, I want to be one of these Disney cruise people, like, cruise fanaholics. <laughs> Wait, I think you did go on three, didn't you? Royal Caribbean. Was that was the third one? So I two thought Disney you had cruises. already gone on a Disney cruise before the Marvel one. Maybe oh, not. Oh no, you're right. I'm just talking 2022. I've only been on two Disney cruises. Oh, that's why I thought that was 2022, oh, yeah. but maybe not. Which is okay. still a lot, and very, um, I'm very <laughs> privileged and lucky to have done so. Uh, but yeah, I want to be one of those Disney cruise fans now. Like it seems like a fun community. I love everything about it. I think in order to get there, I need a few more trips because there's different types of tiers of castaway club members. That's when I'll feel sort of official as a Disney mm. cruiser. Uh, but yeah, those are really fun. I love the cruises and hopefully we'll get to go on one together soon. I know, hopefully. <sighs> um, well, I couldn't really think of too many other section stuff. But one thing that's like kind of like womp, womp in comparison to these other things but just excites me 
is the return of PhotoPass to certain tiers of Magic Key holders because I was getting really sad about the having to buy individual, like not even just the money that you have to spend to get individual day uh, photo passes, but the effort and like, I just like it being there and not having to think about it. And if I want to take a photo, it's on my annual pass. Like it has been in eternity, like forever, like for so long now. Um, so I was very happy that got brought back. And then that just kind of made me feel like it's bending in the right direction. Like I'm really excited to see if they ever bring back, um, what's it called now? Genie plus, uh, oh. some type of program for annual pass holders annually to add on and parking and all sorts of stuff. So I feel like it's kind of leaning in that direction. We'll have to see. I already forgot that they took it away for a while. That sucks. And now I'm remembering there was times in the park where we're like, no, we're not going to do the character because there's no, you don't yeah, get the like photo a pass. Yeah, like year we didn't have anything yeah. to, to And even during with. like COVID stuff, they wouldn't even hold your phone and take your picture for you. Yeah, so, yeah. We had to... If you're there by yourself, it was selfie central. Like, that was all you could do. (laughs) Yes, and they're in the background. Oh, yeah, and that's even when the characters won't even stand near you. Oh, gosh, I forgot about that. Yep. Jeez Louise. Oh, I'm so glad to kiss that one goodbye. That was terrible. (laughs) I I just felt like such a creep. (laughs) I just watched, um, what movie was it? Knives Out Part 2, The Glass Onion. Mm -hmm. And it was, it took place in 2020 and filmed in 2021. And so at the time, they didn't know how long we were going to be stuck in the pandemic. So it was part of the story, not the not so much the it didn't move the story along, but it was there like there were masks and it was weird. And it it was a good movie, but I didn't like that because it like it was triggering. (laughs) I was like, oh, my God, I forgot we had to do that. And then, you know, there's like one character who doesn't care. And she she's like the Kim Kardashian type who has like a mask that's like chain link. And you're like, obviously, your breath. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, So they were like talking about all this stuff and, you know, who's on the island. And they were talking about they're in my bubble. Don't worry, they're in my bubble. I was like, oh, my God, I forgot that was like all these terms even. Yeah. Yeah. Social distancing. Very weird. There's some series too that had seasons that I think if we go back and watch the seasons during the time, they will be weird because they did right. the masks and. Ugh! I can't even believe we had to live through. I mean, we're still in it. I'm back to wearing masks all the time now, <laughs> myself. You, so you got it twice yeah. in a row. The uh, two times back to back. I am going to wear that mask forever now. <laughs> I just can't. I went back and rewatched um, somebody's performance on like the Grammys or MTV Awards that I wanted to watch. And it was during 2021. And all the dancers had masks on. I was like, what? This is so weird. <laughs> and it's strange that we would think it's weird so quickly. It wasn't that right. long ago. No. Nope. <laughs> it already is weird. Uh, all right. So I did have a couple more things on uh, entertainment favorites of 2022. One is the general sort of evolution of diversity and representation over at Disney, the capital D in general, everyone from Imagineerings to uh, cast members, executives, the movies, the characters, all of that stuff. Um, You're even seeing uh, on Instagram, on their social, it's very inclusive, especially when they're showing merchandise now. I notice it's very inclusive from the start. It's not like an afterthought. And, you know, I applaud that. They have more to go, more work to go. But that's that's great to see from a public company. They don't have to do that. Totally. And this was the first year, I think, unless it was last year. But I think this was the first year we had the 
pride collection versus the rainbow collection You're right yeah it used to be called Wasn't just that rainbow this year and it would be yeah. like in in smaller print the proceeds go to lgbtqi uh, right. but they didn't say it loudly and now they're saying it loudly. right Love now it. they're just like this is pride and this is why and here we are so and the merch is cute Bravo. so if you want this cute retro 80s rainbow sweater you gotta join it you gotta right support it <laughs> Uh, and then last thing on the list of favorites, which probably a lot of Disney fans think is their one of their favorite things, is the return of the beloved one and only Bob Iger as the position of CEO at the Walt Disney Company, replacing uh, his predecessor, Bob Chapek, is out. And that was a surprise, right? That was a nice Should have given present. him a good Star Tours. Bye-bye. Uh, bye-bye. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I don't think anyone was expecting that. It was like a joke that we would say is bringing back. But yeah, like bring back Bob Iger, like as a whiny, like there's no chance kind of comment. Right. And then here he is. Uh, yeah, that was definitely a favorite moment for me as well. However, it's also the most shocking. Yeah. Like that whole weekend was like my jaw was just dragging behind me on the ground. Like I couldn't even like <laughs> figure out if things are real or what was going on. Wasn't it like a... Saturday, like a Sunday evening when they announced it. Was a, it. And I'm like, yep. what? Like, they fired Chapek on a Friday. On? They put it in the press cycle on a Sunday. And org, org changes <laughs> happened on Monday already. People were fired. And then it felt like it was New Year's Eve. Like we were all celebrating. <laughs> I got phone calls from people I never talked to on the phone. They're just like, I can't believe this. And I'm like cheering. Like we're both cheering on the phone together. Like it was crazy. That's funny. And people who aren't Disney Disneyholics that knew we were were telling us, right? We're like, yeah, we know. But they were like excited to let us know that they yeah, know. Yeah, oh, that's right. <laughs> yep. Yep. Did you know about Bob right? Iger? I'm like, I love that you do, but we have been <laughs> celebrating for a week already. <laughs> that was fun. That's good. Um, all right. Very so those cool. are our favorites. Uh, anyone who's listening, if you haven't experienced or watched or taken a look at any of those, these are also, I guess, recommendations of ours since they're our favorites. So yeah. check those things out. Uh, we want to end... 2022 and this final episode with a game show. I mean, what else should we do? This is the Disney Holic show, after uh, all. Very cool. Oh man, from the 80s too. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna play the easiest game, Gen Diz, that you will ever play on this show. Thank you, because that's what I need to end this year, is a game show that I can succeed at. You're already a winner, and you haven't played it yet, because there's no wrong answers. There's going to be no wrong answers. And in honor of capping off 2022, we're going to put you through 22 sort of speed round questions. It's as simple as fill in the blank. So I'm going to say something with a blank, and you can insert anything you want, anything you want doesn't have to be okay. the obvious answer, or it could be the obvious answer, or you could do whatever you want. Easy peasy, right? All right. Here we All go. Right. Give it a go. Dum bum 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 bum. Speed round. Easiest game you'll ever play. Mickey blank. Mouse. <laughs> oh, and then just to make it even more fun, uh, say the whole thing back. Mickey Mouse. Woo, okay. Bob blank. Chager. Oh, who's Whoa. Bob Chager? That's the, that's a hybrid. That's a hybrid. <laughs> Creepy. Um, Web Slingers, <laughs> a blank adventure. Web Slingers, a lackluster 
What did you say adventure. was the last word? Yikes. <laughs> adventure. Ouch. Ouch. E.T. Ouch. <laughs> uh, blank and the Beast. Um, I'm going to say My Wallet and the Beast. Oh. What feeds the Beast? Is it Disney's The Beast? My Wallet feeds the Beast and Disney's taking all of it. Yeah. Disney's yep. The Beast. <laughs> I like that one. All right. Next up. Blank. The Way of Water. Gosh, uh, storybook land canal boats. The oh, way if they ever like do an overlay, they love to add the, the colon and then the second phrase. <laughs> yeah. Woo, storybook land canal is already long. I always take a pause before I say it. Okay, the grand blank or Disney's grand, the grand blank. Disney's the grand. Vacation. Ooh. All right. Blank. A nighttime spectacular. Oh. I'm just going to place my favorite nighttime spectacular in here, which is Remember Dreams Come True, a nighttime spectacular. Oh, that's a good one. That's the 50th Disneyland yes. show? Yeah, yep. that was a good one. Uh, the Book of Blank. Narnia. Oh, interesting. <laughs> Was that also the first thing that came to mind? Yes. Interesting, interesting. Um, Princess Blank. Ooh, okay. I'm trying to think of something clever to say here. Princess Lunch Break. Because oh. I feel they should all have one. <laughs> the princess? Oh, you mean the characters? Yeah. Or I mean the the friends of Cinderella? The friends That's what of. they usually say. That, yeah. Um, look at that. Sticking up for the employees. All right. So <laughs> Raya and the Last Blank. Ooh. Raya and the Last Pandemic. <gasps> when did Raya <laughs> come that out? I Raya was the first movie I went back to the movie theaters for. Oh, okay. I was trying to think of it. I couldn't think. And the last movie I saw was Onward in theaters before. And uh -huh. it, I didn't love that movie, so it was like not a good last taste. Yeah. <laughs> I was know, like, what, like, what? <laughs> uh, Okay, Raya and the Last, you said. Pandemic. Pandemic, yikes. <laughs> Meaning there's another one coming. Cross our fingers. <laughs> uh, oh, it could be. I see what you mean. It could be the last or the final. Like that was it. You're right, you're right. That was it. Raya fixed it. She fixed no it. No more. Snow White and the Seven Blank. <clears throat> Why does my mind just turn dirty immediately on this one? Snow White and the Seven... There's probably a lot of pornities, parody porns about this, I'm sure. Yeah, there's gotta be. <laughs> like since the dawn of time, since the fairy tale came out. <laughs> yeah. Snow White and the Seven... CEO opportunities. Oh. Candidates. Candidates. CEO oh, candidates. I like that. I like that. They should put them all like Mount Rushmore and <laughs> take the place of the dwarves in Burbank holding up the roof. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> I random thought like in the old days, I always used comparisons like Game of Thrones, even though that's not Earth, right? I don't know. Is it Earth? But, you know, in those times, medieval times, I guess. How did they do porno? Was it live? On stage, like probably. I'm picturing, you know, like Matt Damon. Oh, well, as in, Thor. like they did it in Game of Thrones. Remember, in the brothels, they had like 
Oh, I guess it was people. more like inner like live shows, and there was no. It's like um, the what is that sex club in San Francisco called? Oh, the <laughs> forgetting exchange, power exchange. Ex power, power exchange. There it is, power exchange. <laughs> All right, so moving on from sex clubs in San Francisco, <laughs> the next one for you is Blank Kingdom. Okay. Um, oh, my gosh. Uh, oh, I can't think of anything clever. I'm just going to go with Magic Kingdom. Uh, one Back to the porn thing. One, The reason why... <laughs> still on my mind while you're thinking of the kingdom. I was thinking, the reason why I had brought up the medieval times was because I was imagining a funny Snow White and the Seven Dwarves porn parody live on stage in the version of Matt Damon's Thor reenactions in Thor Love and Thunder and in the Thor movies. You know how they do these plays? Oh, yes. Yeah, so I was thinking a Snow White porn parody would look so silly. Like, I would be laughing the whole time if and they were... I could just, I feel like things would be falling down on the stage that shouldn't be at the same <laughs> yeah. time like <laughs> everything's shaking uh all right so magic kingdom that's a good that's a classic blank kingdom Very disneyland classic. after dark blank night Ooh, this is a good one what have i always renaissance night can we please Ooh. have a renaissance night renaissance night with live porn of seven dwarves right there in the stage in the middle what is it called? but that's not the renaissance oh, oh. <laughs> You would have to have like Ariel and Eric. Oh, that or... Renaissance! I thought you meant like the fair, yes. the Renaissance fair, <laughs> no, Renaissance. <laughs> which is also cool. Remember your Christmas Carol idea? I'm still dreaming about that. Oh yes. yeah, my little <laughs> Charles Dickens himself. Yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> so you meant Renaissance night at like the '90s films, animated films. Yes. Very cute, especially if people like did costumes like Disney bound and stuff. So cute. Mr. Toad's blank ride. <clears throat> Mr. Toad's Wild Ride is such a good ring to it, but let's see what else can we call it. Mr. Toad's uh, Calamity Ride. Oh, I was setting that one up for horny. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to get out of that brain because I got into it. Oh. And it's very hard to leave. It's mostly because I, I think of Toad as horny, horny Toad, right? That same. Or oh, it, it's an okay. animal, too. Like that we can go with that one. <laughs> Mr. Toad's horny ride. Aww. Okay. He does he have a love interest in the cartoon? I can't even remember. He's just a business. I don't think so. He's a business exec. He's focused on his career. Yeah, they're um, all very businessy on that. Yeah. Wind, wind in the willows. <laughs> wind in the willows. Okay. Very mature. Journey into blank. Oh my gosh, the past, so we can get the old journey to the imagination. Please. Ooh, there you go. You get two out of that one. Uh, it's a blank world after all. Great, big, beautiful. It's a great, big, beautiful world after all. Oh, that's cute. That should be cute. on a shirt. Combo. Combo. Uh, Mashup. Trader Blank. Trader. I wish I could remember my SEA name I made up for myself. Oops. We need to revisit that episode where we made up our own SEA characters. We should. We should do a sequel. We'll bring our friend, bring our friend back, and we'll like the story will continue with these adventures. I love that we Let's can do, do that. Yeah, I think we should because 
SCA is only going to become more and more popular coming up soon. Um, okay, Trader. Trader. Dang, it has to be a person's name, right? It doesn't have to be. Trader. I don't know. Trader Jens. Trader so Jens. No, that's fine. I am so like... Uh... What's the word? I can only think of Trader Joe's when I, when I see that Trader Blank, <laughs> and I don't like that idea. I, I get thinking Trader Ben. I'm like, who the fuck is Trader Ben? ben? Who's Ben? Ben Solo. Trader Ben. Trader Ben. I can think of Sam. I can think of Trader Vix. Then I also think of Trader Joe's. All these random dudes. Do you ever think of girls? Let's get some females up in there. Trader Jen. Trader Jen. Do you ever think of Doctor Strange and the Blank? Do you ever think of Doctor Strange and the glory hole? <laughs> wow, it's back. It's back there. <laughs> okay, um, the happiest blank on Earth. The happiest... Have you ever seen a glory hole? Like by chance or accident? I have not. Or power exchange? <laughs> I have not. <laughs> uh, it was just making me the think happiest... of a funny movie, scary movie, the parody of Scream, where one of the Wayans brothers puts his face up to the glory hole in the movie theater and gets stabbed by a... Oh my gosh, I Actually, remember that. I don't know if it's by a knife. I think it's first a prosthetic penis and then the knife, I think. <laughs> I don't know. I just thought that was hilarious. Anyways. I can't even remember, but that was terrible. Uh, the happiest blank <laughs> on Earth. Happiest... Can we go with happiest guest on Earth? Guest? Yeah, like... Oh, yeah, okay, guest. yes. Like so it's what they call us, right? Happiest Disney holic on earth. Cute. So there. Uh, let's see. We have just a handful more. Okay. The next one is. How am I doing? You said all of them are winning. You're winning every single so. one. And you even got like double <laughs> points on the journey question. Uh, yes. All right. Star Wars Galactic Blank. Oof. Flop. <laughs> Star Wars Galactic Flop. Flop. I love how the siren went by right then, too. That was just perfect timing. Whoops. Oh, I didn't hear it. You guys could hear that in the background. Uh, okay. The, there's two more and then a bonus. Okay. So okay. number 21 of 22 is that Zamboni blank. Ooh. That, that Zamboni. Shoot. That Zamboni... Oh, God! I can't think of anything for this one. That Zamboni... Ice sculpture! Oh, what? I guess the Zamboni driver, or the, our friend the Zamboni guy, could drive around it. Around there you go. ice sculpture. Or create it with all the ice that has been shaved up. Oh, that'd be there nice. we go. Oh, that's oh. not what happens. Though, with it. Never mind. I don't know, but the scene, I'm, I'm thinking now of Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special, when when Star-Lord walked out into the into the plaza or whatever and he saw all the lights and the snow and just, you know, that special magic experience they did for him and all the lights turned on. Like, that was so sweet. Right. Yeah. And I'm surprised, I, at least for, that. to my knowledge, like, there hadn't been a movie yet that tried to explain Christmas to an alien before. Aww. Right? right? It just yeah, doesn't come no. to mind. It was so cool. Very cute. I really liked it. Um, okay, so number 22 of 22 fill-in-the-blanks is Blank Addict. 
Oh, jeez. I mean, can I go with anything other than Disney with this situation? Um, it has to be. I can't, I can't think of anything else. Disney Addict. Disney Addict. Hey, hey, hey. And Disney then the bonus AKA question. Disney Holic. Yes. Okay, we did 22, but we are about to go into 2023. So the 23rd bonus question is the blank show. Mike, I should have been asking you these. You're the like creative one. This um, was my cue to just give ourselves, you know, like a. Uh, okay, out. yeah, the Disney Holic Show. Oh, I'm sorry, the Disney Holic Show. Amazing. Well, this was a easy game. I hope everybody had fun playing along. Maybe even shouting out their own Mad Libs. Fill in the blank. Uh, the episode got a little naughty toward the end, but guess what? It's New Year's Eve. <laughs> Who cares? Uh, we also covered our 2022 entertainment favorites, which was so much fun. We also time traveled back to the year 2000 and tried to predict 2022 as 19 and 20-year-olds back in the year 2000. Uh, so, yeah, great last episode of the year. Woo, we did it. Yes. Com congratulations, and everyone, a very, let's wish a very, very happy New Year, too. Yay. Sweet. So thank you all for listening, and we hope you enjoyed episode 117 of the Disney Holic Show. Follow us on social media at the Disney Holics. And if you'd like to get in touch with us, send us a message on Instagram and or email us at fanmail at the Disney Holics.com. Okay, bye. Disneyland.